This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to this signing day edition, uh, signing day week edition of the Husker Online show as... Not a lot to talk about um, on that front, and we knew that. Uh, we kind of hit on hit on that last week, but you know, in years past, I mean, Nate and I were joking off the air. I mean, this was like the come to the office at five a.m. Who's bringing the donuts, and we're going to sit around and um, you know be locked into announcements all morning and frantically contacting kids to see if they've signed their letter and faxed their letter in. And Mike Mattia, God bless him, did that for years for us, was logging, logging on and getting uh, the, the fax updates and information out there on, on who signed the letters. And um, we knew it was all going to shift to December. Um, I, I think when uh, the rule first came into play, Nate, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be maybe – 60% of kids would sign in December and maybe 40%, but it's honestly more like 80, 85% uh, are signing in December now. And I'd be curious of the ones that didn't sign in December were tied to schools that had coaching changes. Yeah. Coaching changes. Or if you're like in that top 10% of all recruits in the country that can kind of afford to drag things out. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I, I want to say in the rivals top 100, heading into signing day there were 13 unsigned recruits in the entire top 100 and so i mean that three years ago or whenever whenever this whole thing the whole early signing day first started i i didn't really foresee it being quite that popular i thought it would be but uh for there to be 13 in the top 100 unsigned um heading into february 5th that that was uh that's a little surprising you're listening here to the Husker Online Show as, as we talk uh, signing day and and kind of where things are at going forward. And th- and this is going to be you know the, the new norm for yep. Nebraska. And we got a taste of it last year. They only had one guy sign last this, last February as well, but they were a little bit more active with targets and offers. I think this year we just saw them just shut her down. I mean, really, there were two pursued targets. Um, you know, uh, Tanoa and obviously Chris Drain, the wide receiver that committed to Missouri, and that was it. I mean, um, it was all about 2021, 2022, and, and that was the theme really across the country. Yeah, and to me, it's a sign that Nebraska is finally getting caught up um, with with their recruitment in, in general. And Scott Frost kind of hit on it a little bit in the interview that that he did today with Rivals, but. Um, you know, they've, they've been kind of behind the eight ball ever since they got here and, and had to put, a, put together, uh, you know, a, a quick class in 2018 with only, you know, a handful of weeks and, and, and limited visits and everything. And, and uh, now they're finally caught up. And so that's why they were able to sign, you know, pretty much the entire class in December and, and really spend January working ahead to 2021, 22, 22, and even the, the class of 2023. So, um, you know, and I think this is going to be the new norm. You know, I think every year there might be only, you know, two or three guys, uh, at most, uh, generally speaking where, 
they're they're actively pursuing in and doing in-home visits or whatever uh, or, or bringing guys in for official visits in January and the rest of it's going to be working ahead uh, to the years to come and especially now that uh, that they've changed the official visit rule and that those numbers are resetting uh, prior to April 1st when underclassmen can start to take official visits I think everything's going to continue to get you know more more and more sped up in that regard and as far as coaching moves go we've seen this now everyone some schools have tried to make their moves in November and October to try to get things in place for the early signing day and and really none of those have worked out very well as far as getting the guy in place on time and getting the recruits on time and then we see the other model uh, wait until after December signing day and then make your move like Mississippi State did to get Mike Leach or what Michigan State's doing right now Michigan State obviously D'Antonio left on his own accord um, but I, I think this early signing day is going to make athletic directors think long and hard about making a coaching move at the end of the year. I mean, some I think some schools, like maybe a USC, will they make – I guess it depends on who the guys, but if they ever let go of Clay Helton, could it be like a spring firing? I mean, would it be a off-season firing um, to, just to preserve a recruiting class? Because you really do lose a, an entire recruiting class now in recruiting with this early signing day. Well, yeah, I mean, just with any coaching change in general, I, I think you usually take a step back in recruiting. Uh, I mean, those transition classes are – I mean, I don't have specific data right in front of me, but very few work out. No, very few work out. Um, and so, or or your hit rate, I would, I guess, I would say is is much lower in a transition class than it would be normally. And so, and especially with the way the calendar fell this year, I mean, you only had two weeks after from the end of the season until until the dead period, um, you know, before the early signing day. Uh, to, to really have kids on campus or to be out on the road uh, conducting in-home visits and, and for official visits on the weekends and whatnot. So, um, I mean, if, if you were going to make a change, you had to be very proactive and you really needed to have all your ducks in a, in a row and, and things kind of ready to go so, so that uh, you could maximize those two weeks. Otherwise, you're pretty much, uh, I mean, you're pretty much setting yourself up for failure as far as recruiting goes. Anything, uh, we're, we're going to hear from Coach Frost here in our next segment as he joined um, Rivals.com um, with, with Woody Womack and, and Adam Gorney. But, you know, it's been a very quiet signing day from the Nebraska end, you know, no press conference. Um, I believe they're doing a booster event or they did a booster event, but it's not publicized. You have to be a high, high ranking booster to get invited to it, I believe. Um, but just a different feel with how Nebraska, I think, is approaching the offseason, Nate, and approaching signing day. Um, you know, it's our understanding we won't have any interview access as far as the local pool goes until the very first day of spring practice in early March. Um, so they, they've made kind of a conscious effort to, 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 to tamp things down a little bit here. I think this offseason would just with everything in general. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I don't think it's by coincidence that, that they've that they've kind of wanted to to scale back on on some exposure and and uh, you know and all that. I mean, there's there's been lots of things and, and especially I mean you're coming off of back to back seasons where um, you know it was kind of a disappointment. So um, you know there doesn't need to be a whole lot of talking right now. I think I think there needs to be a lot of work and and that's kind of where their focus is at. And and so you know in that regards it's not a huge surprise. Uh, and especially you know there's 
on, on signing day with with it not being what it used to be uh, you know it kind of takes um, kind of takes the the pressure off needing to have any sort of press conference or or whatever I mean all that is, all that takes place in December and you know lots of questions uh, that we all have about what's going on with Matt Lubick and and you know how he's going to blend in we haven't even talked to Matt Lubick yet so um, it is going to make for an interesting spring but final takes Nate when you just look at this recruiting class overall um if you were just to give me your one or two just broad brush takes on on the class in general um here in 2020 what would they be well yeah i I think the overall they addressed a lot of their needs extremely well Uh, i mean i really don't know if there's um, any glaring positions where you could say, man, they, they really dropped the ball there or, or that's going to be a problem down the road. I think for the most part, they, they addressed all those positions well and they got a lot of their top ranked guys, which is, is huge. Um, you know, anytime you can go out and, and target, you know, some of your, you know, high profile, highly ranked guys and, and end up reeling them in like an Omar Manning and, and Logan Smothers, you know, some of those guys that were at the very, very top of their board, um, you know, they, they got those players. And, and I think that's kind of a sign of things to come, you know, back to back top 20 classes. Uh, and I think that's going to become, you know, um, kind of the standard going forward is that this, this is a staff that can recruit at a high level. And, and, uh, uh, and I think once the wins start coming, that we should even see that kind of be ratcheted up a little bit more. All right. When we come back, um, Rivals.com's Adam Gorney and Woody Womack had a chance uh, to interview head coach Scott Frost. To our knowledge, it was the only interview he gave on National Signing Day along with the Husker Sports Radio Network, um, the official uh, network in Nebraska. So uh, we got an exclusive interview here at Rivals.com, and you'll get a chance to hear what Coach Frost had to say here next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.